Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Dylan. Hey, Matt. All right. So you, from what I can understand, discovered this show on HBO Max and within a matter of like a weekend, we're like, this show's great. Sweet day of a Christmas episode. Let's talk about it. 100%. So I discovered this show on Twitter, actually. Twitter, you know, Twitter can be a hellscape, but also you can discover a lot of things. It can be a lot of fun if you kind of trim your feed in the specific way i saw a claymation creature that actually like spooked the hell out of me when i first saw it from the halloween episode a silly halloween special and i was like what is this all about it took me back to some of the strange animation tricks they would pull for episodes of courage the cowardly dog yeah so like when i saw that i was like i'm in i want to see what this show's all about i watched it let me just preface Guys, this is not Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like, I, like what no. I'm saying is, like, this is a very vulgar, absurdist, adult it, swim. It with- reminded me of Courage the Cowardly Dog blended with, like, early Ren and Stimpy, where it's just, like, disgusting and disturbing enough. I can see that. But, like, because it did a lot of the same tricks where it would cut to these really grotesque. detailed, grotesque yeah. close-ups and then, like, bounce back to the more, like, playful cheap animation for lack of better word but then like 
CGI or claymation or or whatnot character. It was it was a very interesting style for sure. And like somebody did, I, I actually. So as Matt's not downplaying this, I became obsessed with this eleven minute nine episode series. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the length of almost a regular fucking, movie. Like yeah. is this whole series almost instantly i mean i the next morning after i had seen that clip i was like i'm gonna check this out it's on hbo max and i did i binged the entire thing and i absolutely fell in love with it and there are there's a couple people on youtube who have done like quick like 30 minute uh i don't want to call them documentaries or or a a feature on discussing why this show works and one of them they do get into the animation and it's like every single character is kind of a little bit animated in a different way. There's so many different styles yeah. of animation being thrown in here. My favorite part of this show is that Smiling Friends is you have so many absurd fucking things going on in the episode, but your two main characters are very grounded and very normal. And the so one who are char- my main characters in this? Is this Charlie, Charlie and, and Pimp? Pimp? Okay. Charlie and Pim are the two main characters, and I do highly recommend watching the entire series. I'm sure this is the only one yeah. you watched, but you need yep. to watch all of it. Charlie and Pim are your main characters, and they work at for a company called Smiling Friends, and their job is to make people smile. Literally the first episode, they're like, so we received a call, and they go to this house, and it's this older woman, and she's like, I really want you... To, to just try to make my son smile, try to make him have a good day. And he walks, they walk into the room and it's a very heavy set, like guy that has definitely let himself go holding a revolver to his head. And he's yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I just have no reason. And they're like, listen, if we can get you to smile by the end of the day, you have to like not kill yourself. And he's like, that's fine. But if you don't get me to smile by the end of the day, I'm going to not only kill myself, I'm going to kill myself in front of you and ruin your days as well. It's like, yes, that's fucking out there. But at the same time, it's so like he says it in such a dry way that I'm like, what the fuck? But then they go on these like mini adventures and and they're genuinely trying to get this guy to smile. And and he does. And every episode is like kind of self-contained like that. But that's their job is to get people to smile so let me ask you a question yeah as someone who only watched this episode yes so charlie charlie in in this episode he's kind of depicted as a bit of a grump but like i don't think that that's his normal tone i feel like they're just doing that for the sake of very story he is more grumpy in this episode he's definitely the dry humor guy like that that and that's oh that's just how his tone is you can tell that pim has a passion for his job. Like he oh, wants yeah. P- to make Dude, when people he, smile. My first <laughs> chuckle is when he just goes, a Christmas adventure. Yeah. <laughs> like, <was> exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, Pim is a little Australian, like smiley face looking guy. You can tell that he loves his job. He does it for passion. Whereas Charlie works for money. Like this is a job to him. He loves Pim and Pim loves Charlie, but that's just, that's just how they are. Now, there, and I'm kind also, of, I, I have to say, I know we're a Christmas podcast. I'm on Charlie's side in the yes, beginning of this. So working Christmas so Eve fucking sucks. Don't yes. want to be working, and then you have to go cut down a goddamn tree that'll be up for less than 24 hours. Like, yeah, I'd be pretty fucking miserable, too, at that yeah. point. So the boss, their boss is 
is probably the most horrifying character in the entire series. Oh, yeah. Did just not enjoy like, him popping up on screen. That's just how he is. Um, in the first episode, they go into his office and he is breastfeeding a child. So it, it is. Yes, exactly. And every time you see him, he he's the one that you're like, oh, God, I hate this. I hate that this is on screen. And then you have I can't remember the red guy's name. Or the little uh, like little green guy, but yeah, they, they pop didn't up. really address no, them. They, they pop every once in a while in every episode as well. So this episode of Smiling Friends, they're as Matt said, they're working on Christmas Eve, and Pim is basically is is us. Like he's like this is before you find out it's Christmas Eve. So yeah. Pim is like us. He's like, come on, Charlie, help me decorate <laughs> decorate the office. Let's yeah. get into the Christmas spirit. And then Charlie's like, it's Christmas Eve and we have five minutes left of our yeah. shift. Like, He's like, I just don't really see the point. It's Christmas yeah. Eve. Christmas Which, at that point, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. anybody who's putting up decorations on Christmas Eve, like, what, what are you even achieving yeah. at this point? But I see Pim as, like... He's the glass half full guy. He's like, if we're going to work on Christmas Eve, it's going to be fucking Christmas Eve over yeah. here. Like, let's fucking do it. So, Charlie, like you said, is like, dude, what the fuck's the point? We get off in five minutes, whatever. Boss comes in, is like, all right, I have one last job for you guys. I need you to get me a Christmas tree. For the office. <laughs> for the office. <laughs> <laughs> so we can festive it up in here. And, of course, Charlie gets really pissed off. And they go off to cut down a Christmas tree. And while Charlie is cutting down a tree, the tree falls on him. And at this point, my jaw quite literally drops. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of this episode is called Charlie Dies and Doesn't Come Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so the, the thing is, is Charlie and Pim are kind of going at it. And this is the first time in the entire series where they're like having a genuine argument. And I just love the the dialogue between the two it's just such mundane sarcasm that makes me chuckle when it's in any situation but you so, put this shit in a cartoon and i just start fucking dying so let me ask you a question they keep bringing up yeah. desmond is that a previous episode or is that a is that just them bringing up some wild ass shit just to show how long they've been friends with each other and working together. So Desmond is the first one. Like that's, okay. that's the guy that had the gun to his head. So like that's, that's, that's early on. Like okay. that, that's the first episode. So that's what they're talking about. Is that Desmond situation? Cause that's what they're mostly arguing about at a certain point is that it's like, it's kind of like the lovers quarrel where you bring up like something from months ago and it's like, Oh, okay. So you just been holding that in your back pocket this whole time. Cause I'm <laughs> remembering that differently. I like, think what makes me chuckle is it says these two like goofy looking cartoon characters yeah, that are just they're like, absurd. they, they're like, humanoid you know like it's like they don't look like humans but i don't think there's supposed to be like a different type of creature or animal i just think they're supposed to be horrific looking he's like he's Um, like charlie's like it's funny that you bring that up because actually pim you were the one that was in a bad mood back on that day you didn't even want to help desmond i was trying to bring you up to help desmond put down that smartphone and listen to me i'm matthew milligan professional musician and lifelong weird owl fan Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, 
the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Charlie gets crushed, ends yeah. up in hell, and my note is I love the hell toilet and Jeremy. And Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy. and Jeremy is this like <laughs> yeah, like this stick figure thing that's supposed to be torturing Charlie in hell. And it's so funny every time that he pops up for me. I don't know why he makes me laugh so hard. So like this hell demon basically like it's a jump scare. And that's what I love is there are random jump scares and throughout this entire series. And then they cut to him and he's like, I'm here to torture you. You have, is it hell bed? This is yeah, your, yeah, that's your hell bed. Hell bed. That's your and it's hell a bed, toilet. It's a bed made of like human limbs and shit. And, and that's the hell your toilet, hell just open toilet. Mouth. <laughs> it's just a gaping open mouth. <laughs> and then what happens is, is the, the wall that's, the, it's wallpaper. It, it was fake flames. It falls. And Charlie's like, oh yeah. And he says, this is, what, is it Jeremy? That's what yeah, you said. Yeah, Jeremy, like, your torturer. Is, Jeremy, your torturer. He will do this every five minutes. And he goes, <laughs> Charlie just goes, dude, I swear to God, you do that again, I'm going to punch you. And I thought that that was going to be the end of it <laughs> with Jeremy, but when he comes And then back about later, five minutes after that point, Jeremy pops up again, and he just socks him right in the gut, and, and he, Jeremy he, drops. <laughs> and Charlie goes, dude, I'm sorry. I told you. I told, I told you that if you did that again, I was going to punch you. I have to tell you the funniest line in the whole episode. Yeah, though. go for it. So he's walking around hell, and then he sees his grandmother. <laughs> he goes, Grandma. What are you doing down here? Oh, I know exactly where you're going. She said, well, I cursed once and said, damn, back in 1958 after seeing your grandfather get shot in the head by that burglar. (laughs) Charlie's like, well, (laughs) did you write it down?
Did you write down? No, I didn't write the follow up. He's just Charlie- like, that seems pretty uh, <laughs> yeah, unfair. Yeah, he's like, well, that doesn't seem to like equate to, <laughs> to your <laughs> lifetime in hell. I fucking love this show. So the whole point is Charlie is like, why hell is the way it is? It's frozen over because Satan is just not happy. He's sad. He's depressed. So Charlie's like, well, I can use that. I can, uh, that's my job. Let me go make him smile. And so he first runs into his grandmother. After they say that line, his grandmother offers him a lollipop. Yeah. And, and he's like, it's like covered in hair and stuff. And one of the moments that, that makes me laugh is like the absurdity of what happens with that lollipop. I don't yep. know if you remember how it's eaten, but she's like, yeah. okay, more for me. Yeah. And just starts ramming it down her throat. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is that? It's so weird. It's so uncomfortable. But then the animation, he gets to Satan eventually. Because it's like You're skipping over Christmas time in H-E double L. I was going to say, we get a song. It's pretty funny. a fantastic song. But it's like a montage of It is. He's walking through hell, and he's seeing all of these tortured souls. And the the soul's like, you're never going to escape. You'll never get out of here. Sorry, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Charlie's like, no, nah, man, it's it's no big deal. I get it. <laughs> so, so they get so that was almost a Family Guy joke to me. There's a yeah. couple ones that I would toss up to Family Guy joke. I want to get to Satan because that is probably the joke that worked the least for me at a certain point, okay. which is the very long Uber delivery bit where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, like it's going on too long. Like it's like at least a minute of this eleven minute episode is Satan talking to his Uber delivery, like Uber Eats delivery, yeah. and I'm just like, all right, come on, like let's. Get- so basically, Satan is doing the same thing Charlie was doing. Yeah, he's sitting at his computer beginning. playing video games. Yep, yeah, sitting at his computer playing video games. He gets the Uber Eats, and it's more of this absurd situation with mundane dialogue of him just interacting with this uber eats driver i do however really like the moment when the uber eats driver (laughs) leaves and he's going through like i hope they didn't forget the straw oh they forgot the straw just great that's just what i needed they (laughs) just needed no this is just how i want things to go this This is is how i want things to go this is great (laughs) (laughs) because i've had those days oh yeah (laughs) that is i so there are people will be shocked to know that there are times where matt kelly like literally has like a screaming fit but more often than not, it's, it's that. Yeah. It's me like driving and someone cuts me off and I'm just like, no, that's exactly how a human being is supposed to drive. That's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just get so like Chandler Bing level sarcastic in my car about shit like yeah. that. Where it's just like, no, this is exactly how I planned my whole life to play out. This is You're nailing it. This is exactly what I dreamed of. So basically, Charlie makes the wager that if he can make Satan smile, he'll release him back to Earth. Yep. And Charlie... Again, Pim is the one that's passionate about his job is going to cheer you up with jokes where Charlie's going to tell you how it is. And I feel like if I was a smiling friend, I would be more of a Charlie where it's yeah, like, dude, so like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just avoiding your problems. And so much so that like Satan's like, are you really calling me out for this? You, like, you're literally making my day worse and pulls out a vape and takes a hit. <laughs> And Charlie just goes, see, that's exactly it. That's the perfect example. You're avoiding your problems by taking a hit of that vape. You're just avoiding everything that I'm saying. And it just, (laughs) dude, you pissed me the frick off. I'm going to torture you forever. And so they strap Charlie down to a torture bed 
And I don't know if you saw Jeremy pop up again. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy basically pops up again, goes like, and then like punches Charlie yep. in the face. Punches him in the face. He starts getting whipped. A bunch of demons yeah. are like crawling all over him. And then Charlie is like, wait, you're smiling. Yeah. Cause he's like, you made nothing will make me happier than torturing you forever. Ha 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 ha. And then, yeah, Charlie goes, wait, you're smiling. And you, yeah, you like watching people get tortured. Yeah. Like that's what you should be doing. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, so now you got to let like, me go home. And <laughs> Satan like, says no. like, fuck that shit. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, he says, no, dude, you, you piss me the frick off. Yeah. I'm going to torture you forever. But then in his from, last from credited appearance <laughs> yep. of all time, Gilbert Gottfried shows up as God and saves yes, Charlie does. and says that this was all a test. And then yep. he hopes that he takes these lessons and becomes a better person. Yeah. And then Charlie's back. Yeah. And in the middle returns, of his funeral. He returns Charlie in the middle of his funeral right after the boss was giving what can only be described as Def Jam poetry at, yep. at the funeral. Um, as he's in basically an S&M gimp suit, one that's the most appropriate for a funeral you could find. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it was black. Yeah. <laughs> it was black. <laughs> Um, and I think that's about it. I I really love this show. This was I had f- fun with this. this. I will watch the other eight episodes. This is the first time in a while I watched an Adult Swim show that wasn't well. Even Rick and Morty at this point, I'm kind of over it. I think I'm over Rick and Morty's fan base than I am. They really have Rick ruined what made that show work at yeah. this point. So this was the first Adult Swim show that I've watched in a while that I'm like. That that was genius. I want to watch all of this. I want to see more. Um, it reminded me of the parts of Aqua Teen that worked. It reminded me of... Um, it, it did. It reminded me of the heyday of of Adult Swim. Like my, yeah, we my could... I mean, look, movies, we could talk for hours. We could talk for legitimate hours just about how great the first three years of Adult yeah, Swim was. But, so fucking good. <sighs> well, Dylan... Thanks for always making me smile, buddy. Dude, that's what I'm here for, bud. Merry Christmas. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's. Happy, happy, happy holiday. Have a great, great, great holiday. Have a merry, 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 happy holiday. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Meanwhile, in New Jersey...
So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 